Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong What's going on, everyone, and welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church by the local church. And we are your local churchmen, Josh Loftus and Jack Barry. Jack, yes, it's an honor to see your face. As always, sir. But As I, always. We did, th- we did <laughs> this, uh, this kind of pre-funk. We kind of did a pre-funk on oh, Monday. Yeah. Yeah, we, did. we did. We did. Prep ourselves yeah. for today, so to say. Exactly. Jack and I had a, oh man, that was fun, man. I had had some time to actually get together, check out the newly remodeled Smokey Joe's. Yeah. Um, Quality. Quality establishment. That's that's one place that uh, we were even tagging some other friends who lived down in Portland. Mm -hmm. We're like, this is like, this is like a once, this place is like so unique on the West Coast. You can't find yeah. it anywhere else. So it's true. Come through. Come yeah. through. Jack, um, so I'm on I'm at work, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and I get a text from my brother. <laughs> and he goes, Josh, guess what? And I go, what? He goes, Guess what movie's coming out? Guess what movie's in the works? And in my mind, I'm thinking, I mean, that could be anything. New Marvel, yeah. you know, a new a new Batman at this point. Let's have another Batman, right? He goes, no. It's a remake of Left Behind. <laughs> is, the third, yeah. is this like the third remake of Left Behind, for crying out loud? So there was the, the OG Left Behind with Kirk Cameron, right? Mm-hmm. That was the OG. And then they did three of those, yeah. right? And then years went by, and then somebody thought, you know what we need? We need another Left Behind. And you know who we need to star in it? Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Cage. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) listeners of the Reformatory, if you have not watched the the epic (laughs) drama that the Nick Cage Left Behind is... You need to do this. Wasn't he stuck you know? on? Wasn't he stuck on a plane when the rapture happened? Yes. And like, oh, oh like freaking out. Yeah, yeah. So, 
So Nick Cage is in a Left Behind movie, right? And it, the movie is exactly the way you think it would be. <laughs> Whatever you're picturing right now, is Nick Cage in an in a in a a biblical apocalyptic pseudo revelation Disby movie. It's everything that you're thinking and more, right? So that gets done. There was supposed to be a part two. Never happened. Yeah. Not sure why, yeah. right? I mean, I, I know they why, but let's, let's just say I'm not sure why, right? Years go by. This, this was in 2012. It's been 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then somebody thinks to themselves again, you know what this world needs? Another Left Behind movie <laughs> with Kevin Sorbo and Corbin oh, of course. Benson. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Kevin. Yeah, we got Kevin Sorbo, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah. The God's Not Dead series, whatever, right? That's right. Mister Mister Hollywood blackballed conservative, like (laughs) Republican is Christianity, like the whole, the whole spiel, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then Corbin Benson. (laughs) So Sean's dad. You may know him off of Psych as Sean's dad, or if you're like yep. me and you like sports movies, you will know him as Roger Dorn, the third baseman on the Cleveland Indians from the movie Major League, sir. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Okay. If you didn't know that, uh, yeah, he played Roger Dorn in both Major League One and Two. He could have played some of the offshoot things on it too, but oh yep. my goodness. Yeah. So little little known fact. Okay. Now, as someone, and I'm speaking, I'm speaking as myself here, right? As <laughs> someone who grew up in a dispensational household where end times movies, oh man, were all the rage, right? Not so much because my parents pushed them, but because my brother and I were really into film, and they were some of the only films we were allowed to watch, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because they, yeah. you know, they jived with the theology and all that. Little known fact, this is not Corbin Benson's first rodeo with an apocalyptic Christian oh, movie. I'm sure it's not. I'm absolutely 2001, sure it's not. 2001 film entitled Judgment stars Corbin Benson in a, a young Corbin Benson. Dude. Is there it's a so subtitle bad. to that name? No. Why would you need a subtitle? It literally has everything you need to know. It's Judgment. Who okay. else starred with I'm going to read I'm going to read the IMDb description of the film Judgment. You know who else was in Judgment? Louis Gossett Jr. No. Please tell me it was fair, Louis Gossett Jr. Fair guess. Fair you're on the right track though. <laughs> okay. Think a little bit more. Another very famous African American uh uh actor who is also s- supposedly Christian. Mr. T. Oh. Oh my Mr. Goodness. T. I was either Mr. T and Corbin Benson. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. All right. Here's the here it's a third it's a third in the trilogy, the Apocalypse trilogy, oh, oh right? Gosh. In this third se- I'm reading this here. In this third sequel to Apocalypse, Mitch Kendrick, which is <laughs> Corbin Benson, yeah. a lawyer who never fully accepted the devil is thrown into a faux trial to frame and convict a Christian in a world where followers of Jesus are persecuted and killed. 
Dude, if you guys have time, oh Google the trailer for Judgment. <laughs> Check it out. Dude, Thank Mr. me later. Does Mr. T come out of the A-Team band and go, hey, I paid the fool who come after Christians. Oh, Mr. T is full A-Team <laughs> in this movie, dude. He's There is like a Christian resistance. <laughs> oh my it's a God. resistance to the oh. Antichrist and his and his evil forces. The, the one world government that now has like soldiers and the Antichrist is like the main dude. Mr. T is like a leader in like the resistance, and they're out like blasting and killing. Like, dude, it, it is might as well be eighteen. So what? You're anyway, saying, so what you're saying is Mr. T is like Forrest Whitaker in Rogue One. He what? what yeah, Forrest Whitaker's character play. Yeah, in that, Saul Guerrero. Yeah, so, yeah, he is the Saul Guerrero of the apocalypse, <laughs> while still somehow being Clever Lane. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wow. Uh, So, dude, all that to say, all that to say, this Left Behind (laughs) movie is supposed to come out this year sometime. Oh, wow. You and I are going to see it. Oh, my God. We are going to see it, and we're going to review it on the Reformatory. That is what we're going to do. This is is going to be... This is going to be a straight-to-streaming movie. It's got to be a straight-to-streaming movie. No know, theater is gonna have this. You ain't putting pure, you ain't put, pure you ain't, flicks is selling out theaters. Or you ain't putting Kevin up. Sorbo straight to DVD. You ain't putting Hercules straight to DVD. You ain't doing that to him. You ain't doing him that dirty. You got to give him at least three days in theater, <laughs> at least, nah, and then son. go to, to DVD. <laughs> nah, son. <laughs> wow. Head down to your local blockbuster and get uh, Judgment two thousand one. <laughs> You'll love it. Anyway, oh, Jack, man. let's let's move on to our uh, our newly uh, our newly beloved segment, uh, cigar of the week. Yes, uh, yes we sir. have a we have an interesting. This is an interesting stick because mm, I tried yeah. this for the first time with you on Monday, and we thought, you know what? It's interesting. Let's talk about it. Let's make it cigar of the week. I've had some time to think on it. I've had some. T- it, it has ruminated in my head. I have some thoughts. But before before I share my thoughts, Jack, why don't you share with our lovely listeners what the reformatory cigar of the week is okay so our reformatory cigar of the week ladies and gentlemen boys and girls is dumburton tobacco not boys and girls trust no, no, no. well boys and, and girls up. 18 and up <laughs> for some of you it might be 21 up depending upon your state oh warning, yeah exactly warning tobacco yeah, warning, is warning. bad for you Toba- and should only be smoked use. by people of if, <laughs> are you of 21 age. only 21 only 21 <laughs> and up can continue listening yeah. okay um so Dunburton Tobacco and Trust, uh, they're yeah. putting out some bangers lately as far as cigars go. Their recent series, The Stillwell Star, is really good. Uh, and this series that they did, uh, they tried to make like a... They were really on this kick of like making like these really bold blends. And people were petitioning them about like making this blend that was kind of more on the lighter side. And so they released... Uh, so they had a Sober Mesa... Which is a little bit more lighter on the medium side, and they made a Sober Mesa Brulee. This yep. thing has so many debates around it. I talked to tobacconists about this, about what we're going to talk about with this cigar, uh, some of the characteristics of it. But um, it is one of their more. I would say you either smoke it after dinner, like a dessert cigar, or like a breakfast morning cigar. It's yeah. not an everyday cigar. I will say that. No, 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 no. So the sober Mesa Brulee, uh, the the Brulee should give it away. 
It's a sweet. It is a sweet cigar. Now yeah. it's a Connecticut. Now I'm not the biggest fan of Connecticut's myself, but Jack said, "Jiggy Josh, you got to try this Connecticut, right?" And I tried it, and I agree with Jack. It's something to be had, kind of as a dessert, maybe, maybe even a breakfast one. If you're one of those guys that likes yeah. to smoke in the morning instead of the evening, right? Um, it's a light cigar. It's not going to kick you in the face. Uh, you don't really need a full stomach for it. It's really not. Um, in terms of the heftiness of it, it's really not uh, not not that bad. Now I had it in the Gordo size, so yeah, pretty large, right? Um, it's got it's got an Ecuador Connecticut wrapper, and yeah. it's it, it, it's a Nicaraguan stick, right? So it's still got really it's got a really good origin to it, um, but you're gonna get those light tones. It's gonna be. It's going to be brulee, obviously, some coffee, um, some like light nuts and chocolate in there as well. Um, now, something that I this is what this is what this is what I've been ruminating on. Oh yeah, we both have. Okay, and and you know what I'm about to say. Yeah. Okay, I am not a fan of infused cigars. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it. It doesn't. I'm not. I don't like the acids. I like the Cuba Cubas. Yeah, they make me sick. I can't do it. Right. Steve Saka, who is the Dunburton guy, basically the creator of the stick, yeah. swears on his mother's grave that he did not dip the the cigar tip in in sugar, right? Yeah, sweet you put it. that yeah sweet tipped it right. You put that sucker in your mouth. It sounds like it it tastes like you're sucking on a candy cane. Yeah, it is so sweet. That was the only thing about it I did not like. Is it was too sweet for me, and then on top of it, it's so undetermined on what kind of sweetness that you're gonna get. Because every time yeah. I've smoked it in the Toro, it has been like cinnamon toast crunch. And then yeah. he did like this whole campaign where he put five sober uh, sober Mesa brulees out there, and like he tried to make a whole big deal, like he wasn't doing it and stuff like that, and. Oh, I'm not sweet tipping them, man. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. I think it's sweet dipped, man. Yeah, like, it is. It's a very, very sweet cigar. But anyway, uh, MSRP was only it was it, it wasn't a super expensive one, right? It was. I don't like, think it was. I think it was somewhere in the range like ten to fifteen. Yeah, ten to fifteen, yeah. which isn't so, bad for a Gordo. So anyway, if you're a fan of lighter cigars, Connecticut's, and something that's actually a little sweet without without being as sweet as an infused cigar, like it 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 definitely wasn't. Once once the sweetness on the tip wore off, uh, it was actually really really nice. It was really light. Um, like if you've had the Southern Draw Rose of Sharon, I would say it was even lighter than that. Yeah. Um, and once you get past the first third, it really like it really milds out. So if you like lighter cigars, if you like Connecticut, go on and get the. Sober Mesa Brulee by Dunburton Tobacco and Trust. Good stick. That is the reformatory cigar of the week. Go and smoke mm-hmm. to the glory of God. Yes, sir. All right, Jack. Topic for today is a listener suggested topic. We had a listener, yeah. uh, I almost said call in. We don't have a phone line. Uh, <laughs> write us in, PM us, DM us, whatever, whatever it is now, right? Um, they said, hey, can you talk about how to go about finding your your spiritual gift within the local church, right? We believe that those yeah. who have been uh, 
those who have been saved and now indwelled with the Holy Spirit are given gifts, spiritual gifts is what we call them, uh, for the purpose of glorifying God ultimately and then serving your brothers and sisters in the local church, right? And God has equipped every believer differently to serve in different capacities, right? Just like every part of the body has a different function but works together uh, as a collective whole, right? Uh, the way the Spirit does that is by equipping believers with different gifts that God gives uh, for the promotion of the gospel, the glory of God, and the service of his people, right? Um, mm-hmm. Now, we get this get this list most commonly in Romans chapter 12, and uh, I'll go ahead and read that for us. Romans chapter 12, I'm going to start in verse 3. It says, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Right? And this is where he starts going into the different gifts given to believers. Right, If prophecy in uh, proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness, right? So he states the gift, and then he says how that gift should be used as, as more of a, a conceptual idea, right? Not not specific, but if, if you're going to zeal, or if you're going to lead, do it with zeal, right? If you're going to yeah. enact acts of mercy, do it with cheerfulness, right? Um, so we have a list there in Romans chapter 12 of the the baseline gifts, if, if you will, that the Spirit gives the believers. Now, the question is... <clears throat> How do we go about identifying in our lives how the Lord has equipped us to serve his people? What are some good concepts to keep in mind? How do we, is it something where you need to, you need to like flip a switch and it activates, right? I think there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to identifying and utilizing the gifts of the spirit given to God's people, right? Mm -hmm. So Jack, I want to throw it over to you first. When you see this list, when you think about the way that the spirit equips God's people through these specific gifts. What are some just initial thoughts that you have before we start going into uh, some of the other stuff? Yeah. I just think about uh, times in my life as a early believer where I was trying to think about kind of what God is doing in my life. And I remember talking about the works of the spirit and everything like that. And then depending upon which denomination you're in, you may, or which church you're in, or which network you're in, I guess, you may start to get these, like, spiritual gift assessment things. Yes, dude. Dude. It's like it's like the online personality quizzes, only Man, for spiritual gifts. I, I became so disenfranchised with those, to be quite honest, because really, I mean, all of them are preset. And actually, like a lot of the a lot of the companies that make those, it depends on. You can have cessationist ones. You can have, you can have, uh, um, what is it? Continuationists. 
So you can have cessationist or continuationist uh, personality, spiritual gift tests as well, too. And so, like, all of them are set up to basically, okay, are you, you know, we have a charismatic and a non-charismatic way of doing this. Right. Or you could just go off of scripture, <laughs> to be quite honest, yeah. and look at the gifts of the Spirit and then also look at other things as well, too, when it talks about uh, gifts and really base it off that and then just ask Christians in your local church, hey, based upon what you see in my character and everything like that and what I've done, um, what would be best for me to serve the capacity for me to serve in? Um, yeah. It also depends, too, on if you have new members coming into your church and they tell you stuff, you better take heed <laughs> of what they've done in the past as far as serving capacities go. Um, sure, sure. So myself, so when I switched over, so when I uh, left my former church to become part of the local church that I'm at now, to become a member with my wife and I, um, I basically told our pastors, hey, I was in a eldership pipeline. I was doing deacon stuff for small groups. Um, this is what I kind of done. I've served communion. I've done this. I've done that. And they basically done. They basically took what I did already and kind of plugged me in to serve the church in those capacities already. I serve sure. communion on Sundays. Um, most, I would say, probably every other or a couple Sundays a month. And then I read scripture on Sundays as well too before we dive into the sermon and stuff like that. And so, I think it just depends. And like, and that's just that's just the Lord's day. I mean, there's other things to look at as well too. There's hospitality. There's also um, ways in which that you're gifted to just give and kind of start to organize uh, certain ways to serve the community and stuff like that. Um, and so I would just go about it in a very practical level on the start of kind of asking people around you, hey, what do you think that I'm really gifted in like as far as like spiritual giftings go of the church like how can i be useful to the local church mm. i would ask yourself that question and start to look and ask people around you that know you and ask them that question that's very easy to start and take inventory of and then start to ask people who are in your church leadership maybe some of the deacons or some of the pastors as well too and start asking them and start building this I don't know building more of a frame and kind of a concept of hmm, okay what can I step into what is you know how can I be praying for the right ministry to go into and whatnot and so just stuff like that is very practical next steps yeah um, but I would not like I would try to avoid the whole like spiritual gifts test mainly because <laughs> like I don't know the, it's just very cheesy and like those things are based upon a computer and what spits it out at you versus people who know you. Right. So. You're trying to you're trying to discern spiritual truths with a with a physical barometer, right? And I yeah, mean and yeah. and I mean it's it's just not ugh. That's just not how it works, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. I'm not a fan of, like, like I see those spiritual gift assessments kind of like the Enneagram, honestly. I'm oh, just like, yeah. at the end of the day, like, <laughs> this isn't 
this isn't helping, right? Like, mm-hmm. sure, it might give you a spit you out a number and uh, what, how many wings you have or whatever the <laughs> whatever it is. It doesn't get you off the hook for anything. It doesn't like help you. I, I don't yeah. think. Anyway, I'll get off that soapbox real quick. But something something that you said that I think is really really important is understanding that one spiritual gifts are not like this like elusive mystical thing mm-hmm. right and i think often yeah. they can be viewed like that it's like what's my what's my spiritual superpower that i have to like unlock and and train and you know Sound like Pokemon I, up in here, man. Yeah, that's right, right, right. You, you, you got to catch them all, right? And then, like, yes. you have like you have like lesser lesser Christians <laughs> who have like maybe one or two spiritual gifts, and then you've got like the level ten, like class ten mutant Christians who have like all of them, right? Yeah, no, that's not how it works, yeah. right? Um, something that you said that I think is really, really important is understanding that your gifts that God has given you are for the purpose of serving the local church. Mm-hmm. They are to serve your people, to edify your people, to input into your people, right? So that being the case, one of the best questions that you can ask when trying to discern how has God gifted me specifically to serve his people is ask. Yeah. See see where the needs are. Right. It's through that service and through that that commitment to serving your brothers and sisters. That's when you start to see what it is that you're gifted more in and what it is you're not gifted in. Right. There's some people who are really, really gift who are really, really hospitable. Right. And they just they love if their house is like they their house needs to be full of people. Right, got to have people over to dinner. We got to open our home up for small groups. We gotta, we gotta have you know couples over and 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 invest in them. Right, there's some people that God has gifted in that way, and how they found that out was by doing it. Mm-hmm. Right, they didn't just wake up one day and be like, you know what, I think I have the gift of hospitality. <laughs> right, it's like no, this gift was cultivated. Yeah, right, and it was made obvious through them investing in their local church in that way. Right. And some people, some people don't have that spiritual gift. Right. And, and maybe are more on the introvert side. Right. So maybe God has, has gifted you in a different way to serve his, his people. Right. But I think, I think we can, we can turn it into like this, like mysterious conceptual thing to where we just lose sight of the practicality of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're sitting here thinking, okay, how do I figure out what God has equipped me to do? Where can you serve in church? Where, 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 where are the needs in church? And, and when you serve there, are you thriving? Right. Yeah. Is it something that you feel is a good fit? Right. Yeah. So, right. Some people God has equipped to teach. Mm-hmm. Right. And to teach theology, to teach the gospel, to teach uh, men and women uh, how to how to be more in line with scripture. Right. He hasn't equipped everyone to do that. Yeah. Right. Uh, some people God has given just the ability to be able to take large concepts like theological concepts and put them in a way that people like me can understand. Right. I would say that person has the gift of teaching. God has equipped them specifically to do that well. Right. So I would want to take that person and put them in a position to where they are able to utilize that gift. Right. Mm-hmm. But not everybody has that. Right. And again, that person didn't just wake up one day and was like, you know what? I think I have the gift of teaching. Yeah. It was something that was cultivated. It yeah. was something that was learned. It was something that was that was uh, that was 
that was brought to the surface through the service of the local church, right? So I think a major part of trying to figure out, you know, what part of the body am I, right? How do I serve? Am I hands? Am I feet? Am I head? You know, what, what am I? Is by doing it. Mm-hmm. Seek those opportunities mm-hmm. in your local church where there's a gap and hop in and start serving, right? And it's through that experience and it's through your brothers and sisters coming alongside you and saying, hey, Jack, I, I see this in you. I see that you do really well discipling men in the church. It's just something you come to naturally. And I know this about Jack. He has this, right? And I've seen it, right? It's something Jack actually has that has been confirmed in him and that I further see and I confirm in him as well. Is this is a way that God has specifically blessed you and equipped you to serve his people, mm-hmm. right? Now, Jack might not be the best guy to teach second grade Sunday school. <laughs> he might be. I don't know. I don't know that about My Jack. My wife wants right? me to be right? that. <laughs> hey, <dude. laughs> I bet she does, right? <laughs> right? Right? But if that's not true, then that's not the way God has equipped Jack, right? But there, mm-hmm. there are ways that God has equipped his people to serve the local church. And I think it's really important that we we hop in, find a gap, start serving. The Lord will make it obvious to you, right? It's not something that you can take a test and find out. It's not something that you can you can just wake up and decide, I have the gift of preaching. Although a yeah. lot of people, a lot of guys like to think they do. Yeah. <laughs> it always oh, seems man. like it always seems Ooh, like no, and, okay. you know this is something I want to throw over to you too, Jack. Be very careful of your motivations when trying to figure out yeah. how God has equipped you because too many individuals have opted for the gifts that put them in the public eye yeah, instead of the gifts that uh, might not get uh, a lot of the uh, attention, right? Yeah, You have to be very careful when trying to figure out how the Lord has equipped you to make sure that your motivations are actually pure and they're actually done for the right reasons right (laughs) yeah it's and it's so much too because 10 percent of ministry is going to be preaching in public and josh and i have talked about this too like literally like 10 percent of ministry is just a sermon on the lord's day the other 90 percent is all behind the scenes and how you're encouraging people how you're taking care of them how you're providing for certain people how you're donating to your local church and how maybe the local church is helping you use funds to help out people, uh, how you're counseling people and giving people wisdom, sound wisdom mm-hmm. and advice and judgment. And it's just like, if all you want, <laughs> and I think at that point you have to ask, do I want to preach because I like to be in the public eye and I like to perform? Because a lot of the times it's that a lot of the times Uh, people want to preach because they want to be the people they want they can't Mm -hmm. see any other herald except themselves as to deliver this message and so sometimes like honestly for me i've always been the person who loves the communion serving communion dynamic because even in our local church right now it was way more personable than it ever was because you are gathering around a table and you're looking people in the face and you're giving them gospel hope for the future what is to come you're giving them what tangibly is their hope now 
picture of the gospel in the bread and the wine or the juice. And then what is to come, which is the the wedding feast of the Lamb uh, with the Lord in eternity. And so that is way more personable, and you are ministering to people in ways that you never thought were possible. I literally had a couple women come up to me and say, like, oh, you said this scripture during communion when you were saying this. Like, what was that again? And she's like, I really appreciated that. I needed that because it helped me throughout the week. And so a lot of the times, a lot of people may not, they'll, you know, your, your public ministry, so to say, may not come through the ways that you think is depicted in other ministries. And I mean, if you're just idolizing that, if you're idolizing and being in mm-hmm. front of people and talking to them, and being the person who speaks to them and then getting all the attaboys and stuff like that, I would really strongly encourage you to check your motives and yeah. check yourself before you wreck yourself because there are many examples that Josh and I have found over the years where men had those exact same motives and they proved themselves to be absolutely um, ridiculous in those motives and not pure in them. So. Hundred percent, yeah, and it's something that like, it's something Jack and I got to be on guard with as well, right? Because there's nothing that's gonna sour, mm-hmm. it's nothing that's gonna sour your ministry faster than pride, right? Mm-hmm. And and we've talked about this ad nauseum, right? It's if you're at all trying to be somehow in the limelight, or your motivations are more about exalting yourself than being a representative for Christ being being a shepherd to your people then you're just going to damage you're going to damage your people and you're going to damage you right and it's a constant yeah. it's a constant battle to fight the flesh and the flesh's desire to exalt self right and work instead of denying self right and exalting Jesus right mm-hmm. and that's something that you have to be constantly on guard against when serving in the church in any capacity, whether you're up there preaching or you're, you're, you know, making coffee on Sunday mornings, the motivations can get skewed very quickly, right? Yeah. Because we're still warring against that sinful nature. So it's something that you have to be on guard against and, and uh, be constantly asking God for the grace to, to keep your motives pure. Right. And I believe God yeah. will. You know, and I and 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 I can attest to both that there is nothing, there's nothing worse than serving out of selfish uh, motivations, but there is yeah. nothing more fulfilling than a service that's done for Christ and seeing that service yield fruit, right? Yeah. Like that is there's there's nothing better than that, right? Yeah. So when you're when you're trying to decide all right how has the lord equipped me to serve his people keep those things in mind stay humble keep your intentions and your motives to glorify god and to love his people by serving them and hop in hop in where mm-hmm. there's a gap start serving the lord is going to make known to you through uh through that service and through his people how he's equipped you right yeah and i'll and i'll i'll, I'll say this as as a last uh just kind of a last point here as we're starting to wrap up and I want to speak more to those individuals that are in leadership, the pastors and elders of the church. Mm-hmm. 
I think you have a very important God-given responsibility to be cultivating and identifying these gifts in your people. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you from experience, there is nothing more discouraging than having this burning in my soul yeah. to be equipped and to serve God in a particular way and have leadership that's apathetic to it. Mm-hmm. Right? But the, on the flip side, there is nothing more encouraging Mm-hmm. Than to have those gifts confirmed, yeah, and 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 cultivated, right? Yeah. Worked with mm-hmm. through your local church leadership, yeah. That is that is so encouraging oh, to yeah. have a local church. One of your elders come up and say, "Hey, I see this in you. Yeah, I see the Lord gifting you in this way. I want to help." increase this and fine tune this and 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 make this as best as it could be man that is that is awesome yep that is fantastic and that is a massive responsibility that elders and pastors have for their people because you have individuals in your church who are trying to figure it out they might not know yeah help help them help them be constantly on the lookout right for for godly qualified men to bring into the pipeline be constantly on the lookout on how to be better equipping your women to share the gospel right with the people that are around them right to bring them up so that they can serve the church mm-hmm. in the ways that God has called them to right and for those men that that haven't been called to leadership how to equip them to be better men in the church yeah. right more like Jesus right this is something that we as leaders in the church need to be constantly on the lookout for us and not fall into the trap of thinking that the church is going to end when you retire. Mm-hmm. We've got an entire generation of Christians coming up behind us Yeah, that we have to equip, right? So encourage your people, love your people, uh, equip your people by being invested in your people. And helping them identify how the Lord has equipped them and then giving them, not just identifying it, right? But then giving them opportunity to actually utilize those gifts, train them, disciple them, give them the opportunity to teach or to preach or to serve in this capacity, right? Whatever it is, your job as a leader is to help identify that, cultivate that, but then give them the opportunity to do it. Yeah. So that when it is time for them to step into that role, they have had so much time with their pastors that have walked and shepherded them through this that they're ready. Mm-hmm. Right. So that would be my encouragement to to church leaders uh, uh, within the local churches. Be mindful of your people yeah. and to invest in them because it's worth it. It's worth it. The people are there. I guarantee you they are. You got anything to add to that, Jack, before we uh, before we close out here? No, nah, man. I think Big Eva has sung, sir. She sung I on that one? It. I uh, think she sung on that one. I, I don't got anything. Right. I can't add out to that at least anything more. So. All right. All right. Well, we hope that has been encouraging to you. We hope mm-hmm. it just uh, increases your desire to serve your local church more, to invest in your people, whether you're in leadership or not. God has called you to invest in his people, your people. And we pray that uh, just conversations like this just encourage you and equip you to do that even more. So, Jack, why don't you get us out of here, man? Yeah. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you appreciate Josh and I's um, discussions, pontifications, pontifications, vacillations, (laughs) um, (laughs) if you will, uh, encouragements. um, That's right. Please, you can support us on the sociables, if you will. Uh, You can support us on the Instagram. Goes well with chocolate and also marshmallow. Could be taken Mm. over by Elon Musk. The Facebook, the Metaverse, could also be taken over by Elon Musk. The Twitter, the tweet, oh yeah, the 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 Dirty Bird. Um, the di- I don't even I don't even know if it's uh, if it's owned by Elon Musk or not anymore, man. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going on. No. Anyways, you can follow us all at those sociable kind of offshoots at the tag right. at Reformatory Pod. Also, mm-hmm. this weekend is Memorial Day weekend. And I'm just going to oh, say yeah, a little is. spritz, a little spritz here. Okay. You don't, okay. on Memorial Day, you got to oh, remember. Oh, I know, I know exactly where this is going. I know exactly what you're about <clears throat> to say. It's a pet peeve. Here it comes. Yeah. You got to remember, <laughs> Memorial Day is like the Veterans Day, The for the veteran, it is like their Good Friday. Okay. Yeah. This is where we remember sacrifices, folks. This is where we remember the people who have gone before us and have died on the field of battle or have died yes. before us. Yes. Do not thank me on this day. <laughs> there it okay? is. Okay? <laughs> Do not thank me on this day. Uh, this uh, is not the day that you thank people no, for their service. That's Veterans yeah, Day. That's a November. That's veterans Day. Okay? I'll take that all day long. But today, <laughs> this weekend, is not the weekend, people. Okay? I've got to say, dude. So one, yes, I knew that was coming. And two, I got to give props to Jack on how much he has grown over the past few years. Because Ooh. if you if you look back, man, if you look back in Salty. our podcast history, Saltiness. before Jack was a host, I think it was the first time Bruh. I had Jack. Like Daniel couldn't miss back in the days of Daniel. Daniel couldn't make it, right? So I interviewed Jack, and the episode was literally entitled "Don't Thank Me for My Service." <laughs> <laughs> Jack brought so all the salty. salt on yeah. that episode. Yeah, I gotta just, dude. Oh man, it's so funny. I knew that was coming. I so knew anyway, while you enjoy yes. the sunshine, the hamburgers, yeah. the barbecue, the brisket, anything, if you will, remember the yeah. people that made all that possible, which is the people who had died on the field of battle, if you will for our freedom yes. in order to do this. So just take a little remembrance. It doesn't mean that you have to be like, don't wallow in it. Like I want people to enjoy things, but I also want people to remember why we do what we do. So, yeah, exactly. Thank, th- anyway. thank the Lord for brave people. Yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. Thank the Lord for people that, that, that care about their brothers and sisters. Right. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that at all. Well, Jack, you know what uh, people can also do is they can head on over to the sociables, give us a follow, mm-hmm. give us a like. If you're yeah. on Apple, scroll down, give us a give us a five star review. Tell us how you found the podcast. We really appreciate it. We've been stagnant with our reviews. We've yeah. been stagnant with our ratings. It's just sitting there. Yeah. I think we got like fifty two on Apple. It's just nice. it's just sitting there. It's not doing anything. It's just being stupid. <laughs> anyway, we would appreciate that. We do have a Patreon. You can follow us over there if you want. Get some cool perks. If you do, we promise your name shall be hallowed. 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 For the hallowed. gas. I for, messed up. For a gallon yeah, of gasoline. Up. <laughs> for a gallon yes, of gasoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For less than... Dude, <laughs> yeah. I can finally say this. Yeah. For less than a gallon of gasoline <laughs> a month, 
you wow. could become a Patreon supporter. <laughs> that is exactly. Wow. I can't believe I just said that. That Inflation, is now. <laughs> not getting grumpy right now. Uh, and then we, last but not least, we do have reformatorypod.com. You can head on over there. Check out the local church merch. It looks really mm. good. We appreciate it. We love uh, seeing people wearing it. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you all for listening. Jack and I are going to be uh, watching Left Behind whenever it comes out. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be the best episode ever. We will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. <laughs> <laughs>